This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Do you know what a fantasy is? Like, do you know the difference between fantasy and reality? Do you think there are people that are living in your world and my world that believe that they can live under a fantasy? Now, this becomes very important. We have people today that believing that they can change who they are just by what they say about themselves. And I I believe that that's important what you say about yourself, but is it reality? If I begin to speak it over my life, will it become real? I'm Pastor Doyle from The Church Next Door, and we meet here every day on this podcast broadcast to encourage you spiritually, to challenge you to look at what God says about your life and open up the Word of God and begin to live according to that. And I believe this with all my heart. I believe that the Bible is the most up-to-date, reliable book you'll ever find anywhere, and that it will help you to live the best life possible. It will give you peace in your heart. You'll be able to sleep at night, and you'll know how to live. And so here's the elephant in the room. We're going to talk about this today. Our world tells you that you can be run by fear and anger, and you'll be okay. And God says, no way. God says that you and I have to trust Him. We should not be afraid in the same way that Moses had to trust God when he followed God and he stood by the burning bush and Esther stood before the king. You can trust God. And today, let's look at the Word of God together about how you and I can overcome worry and anger. Be clear on this. The early church, the church today needs to know there are people that are trying to deceive you. Get you to believe a lie, a fantasy, something that's far from God. They want to take some of the things of this world and mix it in and say, it's okay because we've mixed it in with Jesus. Uh Uh-uh. It's either pure Jesus or you're in a mess. Verse 6, so then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See how strong he wants them to be? See how he wants it? He says, you're disciplined. You're disciplined. You have self-control. You don't just run around letting your urges run your life. Your thoughts, your intentions, they're all impacted by the word of God and the message of Christ. You see your life through the lens of a world of the cross of Jesus Christ to transform history and to give new life. Verse 8, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. What's he saying? He's saying that there are people that will come along with, with, with teachings and philosophies and ideas that, that they appear to be of power and significance when all they are is hollow. There's not more to it. 
And see, people are going to give you a form of spirituality. It's built, built on the reality. Yes, there are spiritual forces in this world. We do not deny that. But there is a greater force. There's a greater power. It's the creator God. It's Yahweh. It's, it's the God of Israel, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He created the universe. He put the stars into place. And he sent his son, the Messiah, Jesus, to die on a cross to, to break the hold of evil and sin over us that we might have life in him. And he wants us to stay firmly established in that. Don't believe. Don't go back. See, the people that that Paul is talking to here, didn't grow up in Jewish religious homes. They didn't grow up in a home where they believed in God and Yahweh. They didn't have an outline for what was morality. They lived in a world that was polytheistic, pantheistic. There were many gods, many spiritual forces that needed to be worshipped. There were many things that you had to do. Every day was a constant work of effort to please these gods and these spiritual forces. And Paul is saying, don't believe it. Those are philosophies. And then they're built on also on elemental spiritual truths. Stick with Jesus. The Jesus that brought you peace. The one that gave you life. The one that died for you. That's the kind of God you want to live for. Not a God that wants you to die. Not a God that wants you to serve them. A God that served you. You see, when, when, when Paul writes them, he says, God's word invites us. What does he say invites us to? Understanding and wisdom. So what he says is, there's a, there's a spiritual realm and there's an understanding and a wisdom that comes from God that can help you see through this so that the fantasy won't overtake you. But the world invites us to something without Christ. <laughs> it's interesting. What the, what the world does is they say, well, we'll take Christ and set it aside. What you need to do is, is listen to us. And, and, the, and the world invites you and I to, to horoscopes. Huh. It says, you're worried? You want to know the future? Open up your horoscope. Or it says, how about this? You just need to meditate. If, if you're anxious and you're angry, you just need to meditate. Choose one of these forms of meditation that doesn't have God involved. Not on his word, not on Christ Jesus, but just try meditation. It'll make you feel better. Or, or maybe they tell you this. What you need to do is just start speaking your reality. Just start, just start saying over yourself what you want, and it'll begin to be manifest. See, this, these are the hollow and deceptive philosophies that have been printed and reprinted for generations after generation. But they... They are without God in every one of them. They take God and set it aside. See there, it's a fantasy. It's a lie. You cannot get the results you want unless you tap in to the ultimate source. And what they do is they're these hollow and deceptive philosophies. And that's what Paul is warning them about. And I'm here to warn you today. I'm here to tell you that, that if you begin to believe that, that you can think that somehow you can have a, a form of godliness, but yet deny his power, as, as Paul said to Timothy, if you think that somehow you can believe that, that you can love God and, and practice these other things, you can't. 
Because you're inviting other spiritual forces into your life besides his. The only spiritual force you want to be guided by is the creator of the universe. The only one that has the ultimate power and authority over your life in this world. You, you surrender yourself through him, but you're not acceptable in your own right. You're only acceptable through the cross of Jesus Christ, through the work that he did on your behalf. Because see, you could never be righteous in your own righteousness. That's what he invites us to. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy to believe that you can interact in this world ungodly in ways that oppose the principles of God and get godly results. Here's a, here's a definition of fantasy, okay? I put it in your notes, fantasy. An act or thought, an act or thought of imagining things, especially things that are impossible or improbable. I mean, can I just tell you? That could also be the definition of insanity, couldn't it? To believe that something that's impossible or improbable will give you results. And yet you and I live in a generation and an age where we invite you to fantasize about everything. And, and I'm not against you creating your own little avatar to, to, to be your icon online. I'm just saying, if you believe that that is going to be your reality and thrust you into something on a spiritual plane, you, you are going to be left in pain and in anguish. The whole idea for this series actually came from Dr. Corey Teague. He spoke here last year about this time. You may know him as Master's Dad, all right? Dr. Teague is a, is a professor of psychology and, and, and a counselor at, at the Middle Tennessee State University. He's a friend of ours. He's a friend of yours. And, and, and because he preached here last week, year, excuse me, last year, he, he, he was so touched by that experience, he wrote this book called Got Milk. And, 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 and he dedicated it to you. He, he said, I was so amazed that, that I was asked to speak. And I was so amazed that God would give me that opportunity. And in his discussion with you last year, and in his discussion in this book, he talks about fantasy. And then listen to what, what Corey has to say about fantasy. He says, when we attempt to live with no faith in God, we stumble. If we are not living in faith, we're living in fantasy. We're living in the belief that somehow we can be godly, yet say, I don't have to follow godly ways. See, God has always required his people. If you want his blessing, you have to be obedient. And we've lived in a generation, and it's, it's happened within the church, and I'm, I'm shocked by it. The church at Broad has told people that, that, well, yeah, God has his way, but, you know, there's a lot of grace. He'll, he'll, he'll forgive you for that. I don't believe that God is sloppy, and I, I don't believe that you and I should be sloppy towards God. Do I believe that he'll forgive you if you, if you slip up, if you make a mistake? Yes, but let's not take God for granted. Let's not begin to, to, to ignore his prerequisites, his requirements, his standards. See, you have a relationship with God, and any relationship has requirements. It requires respect, or it's not a relationship. And we've lived in a generation that says, I don't have to respect God. And that's a fantasy because we believe that we could disrespect God and his standards for morality and relationship and still think we could get godly results. You won't. That's a fantasy. That's what Corey's talking about here. Fantasy is wanting God to bless you 
but you don't have to be obedient to God. Fantasy and believing that I can have godly results, but live ungodly. It won't work. Don't do it. Don't do it. In John chapter three, Jesus is teaching and there's this, this religious guy, this guy who's grown up in a godly home. He's a Pharisee. His name is Nicodemus and Nicodemus hears about Jesus and he's intrigued because he's heard of the miracles that Jesus does where, where Jesus heals people, Jesus delivers people, where Jesus, you know, he forgives their sins and that really upsets people. And he says, but I got to know more. And so he sneaks out at night. He sneaks out one night. I think this is funny because many of you did that. You snuck to church and you sat on the back row and I'm not picking on the back row. I know you guys back there. Hi, George. Some of you, you, you go online and what you're doing is you're just trying to, you're trying to get within earshot of God and, and you're trying to figure it all out. This is what Nicodemus is doing. You might be a Nicodemus. Okay. And Nicodemus is there with Jesus and they're talking and, 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 and finally Jesus looks at Nicodemus and he says, Nick, what you need is just to be born again. Now that's, that's become common vernacular, especially in the 1970s and eighties. We talked a lot about, you must be born again. And, and, and Nicodemus hears this and he's like, what, how can I be born again? You expect me a grown man of all these years to re-enter my mother's womb and start all over again. And he's just kind of frustrated with Jesus. And what Jesus is trying to say is, Nick, you're not getting it, man. You need a fresh start. You need a do over. You need to begin your life again on the spiritual level. But this time you've got to trust God instead of yourself. See before you've been trusting in the religion. You've been trusting in your list of rules. And I want you to trust the relationship with God and his love. See, this is the problem. Nicodemus grew up in a good religious home, a good religious home, and they taught him what right and wrong were. And so he began to look at the list and he began to follow the list, but he missed the relationship. Hear me on this. Religion is about what you do. Jesus is about what he's done. And see what Jesus has done is he went to the cross and the grave and rose again that you might be freed from your sin and the power of evil in this world that you might have new life. Now, once you have that relationship, because it is a relationship, there's some requirements. And the other night, Jennifer said, I want to go to dinner. That meant I was paying. That's a relationship, right? You got it? See, people, people, people get all twisted up because, well, I don't understand why I got to do all this. Everybody knows if you're in a relationship, you got to do something. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you can ignore the other person. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean that somehow you can take them for granted. I mean, you got to have manners. You got to see, this is the kingdom of God. So once you and I, now this is why I say this is important because everybody wants to say, I'm under grace. I can live the way I want to. Then you're not in relationship with God. You don't respect him. You don't honor him. He doesn't get the fruit of the relationship with you. You just want the fruit of the relationship with him. And that's disrespectful. And that's what Jesus is trying to help Nick understand that night. 
And this is what Jesus says to him. We're still with Nick. Don't, don't, don't forget that. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus, and you do not understand these things. Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know. We testify to what we have seen, but still you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? What Jesus is saying is, Nick, you don't get it because you're still looking at things on an earthly level. And I'm inviting you to believe on a spiritual level on the kingdom of God level. This is why when Jesus teaches us to pray, he says, may your kingdom come and your will be done. This is why when you and I, when we just start confessing things out over our life, the things that we want, we're not asking his kingdom to come, are we? We're asking for our desire. This is why manifestation is wrong. When you and I go to, to horoscopes and we go to that, we're looking to an ungodly worldview and asking them to direct our life instead of him. And that's, that's, that's breaking the relationship. When you and I meditate and we welcome any spiritual force into our life, rather than the Holy Spirit of God into our life, we open ourselves up to demons and all sorts of evil and wicked. This is not a game to be played with. They are real. Your spirit is designed for holiness. Your spirit is designed for love. Your, your, your soul is meant to, to connect with the one who created you. And you can't do that with evil in this world. And so because of the relationship, because of the relationship you have with Jesus, you can go before him and say, God, I'm, I'm unworthy. But because of Jesus, I'm here today. Would you just touch me? Would you love me? Would you care for me? Would you speak to me? I welcome your Holy Spirit. Meditate on that for a while. Let that transform your thinking and your life. That's what God is saying to Nicodemus and Jesus that night. There's a gap between the spiritual and the natural realm. And the only thing that could bridge that gap was a cross and God's son on that cross. And he gave us access to the supernatural power and love of God. And that's why when you and I fantasize, when you and I imagine that somehow, well, I can be kind of godly every now and then and get godly results. No, you're not respecting the relationship and, and you're not respecting what God has for us. So let's talk about the elephant in the room, okay? The elephant in the room is this. You and I live in a natural world that does not understand spiritual things. And the natural world in which we live right now is telling you, for the most part, it's cool, it's cool for you to be anxious, worried, and afraid. They're actually encouraging you to be afraid. They'll tell you the likelihood of getting something bad happen to you if you just go on a walk in the park. I'm just telling you, our world lives from this elementary worldview that you should be afraid. Why? Well, generally because they're trying to sell you something. <laughs> All right. At the same time, our world says you ought to be mad. You ought to be angry about the way you've been treated. Ain't it time for you to get a little bit mad and stand up for yourself It do you some good. If you would be just a little bit more afraid, you'd be more cautious and you could protect yourself and you could live. Can I just tell you something? We're all going to die. Are you ready for that appointment? Now, I'm not saying you're going to die today. I don't know when you're going to die. And, 
And who knows, maybe you won't die. Maybe Jesus will return and you won't die and you'll get to go directly to him. But can I tell you, you still want to be ready for that appointment. Can I ask what outfit will you have packed? Are you going to have Bermuda shorts? Cause it's going to be hot where you're going. Ah. You know what I'm saying? See, are you waiting for that? Are you ready? See the elephant in the room is this. We live in a world that tells you, you should be afraid that you should be angry. And I'm telling you, you weren't designed for that. It's a fantasy to believe that you can live. Do you know how stressed our world is right now? Do you know what stress does to your body? And we're telling you, you should be worried and angry. And we're, we're just constantly being ripped apart at our emotional level. And, and we're, we're being destroyed as human beings right now. In your notes, I put it, I put it this way. I said, our, our relation, for our relationships to work and to get along with people, we have to deal with ourselves first. Most of us are walking around with too much worry and anger. Until you deal with the worry and anger in your life, you truly can't give yourself to somebody else. With the, with the worry and anger that you are feeling right now, it's destroying your relationship with God and with other people. From my experience, if you have worry or anger in your life, or maybe you've got both, you're worried you're going to get mad in just a second. I don't know. You know and, 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 and if you've got worry and anger going on inside of you, and you're trying to have a relationship with somebody else, can I just tell you, that's three, and that ain't company. See, if you have worry in your life, that other person that you say is significant to you, they can't get close to you because you're worried about something or you're angry about something. And I can tell you this for sure, that worry or anger will destroy any relationship. Tell me this, what person that, that worries all the time do you want to hang out with? What person that's just full of anger and seething do you want to spend time with? Nobody. But our world is telling people, you know, girl, what you need to do is get mad, get angry, and then you'll get some results. The only results that you're going to get out of your anger, out of your worry is, is deeper in the ditch and more loneliness and, and, and more worry or more anger. So how does, how does worry work? Worry works this way. Worry says, oh my, there's not going to be enough. What am I going to do? I don't know what to do. I'm, I, 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 I just don't know what to do. I'm, I'm so worried. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I, 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 I. At the center of worry is self, isn't it? And, and, and the truth is, worry says, I can't trust God. I don't trust God. I don't believe that there's a creator that would love me and take care of me. Listen, he's done a great job up until now. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. He's done a great job with you. He's going to finish that. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. If you'll pray with me right now, I believe that God's going to move, that God's going to change some lives, that God is going to transform the world in which we live in. And so I invite you right now, let's just 
Let's do this together. Let's not waste any more time. Let's just bow our heads and go before God and enter into heaven. Let's pray for people that need freedom today. Let's think about the people that uh, need God to set them free. Lord, while we're together today, we want to pray today um, what you said, the Isaiah scroll that you read in, in Luke 4. You said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the captive free, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. God, we are praying for freedom today. God, there are people in our lives and in our world who need freedom, freedom from addictions, freedom from habits, freedom from ungodly things. There, there are people in our community that are bound. And right now we see the chains broken through your anointing. And now this is what we're praying, God. We're praying that the people that we know that need deliverance and freedom, that you'll bring it. We, we lift them before you right now. We have family members, neighbors, co-workers, classmates, people that need deliverance. And yes, God, that deliverance may be connected to a broken heart, an abuse, or a hurt in the past. And so we're asking you to come in and begin to make it clear that you love them, heal their broken heart, break the chain and the bond over their life, be their bondage breaker, because, Lord Jesus, it is the good news that your grace sets us free. And so today, these sins will be forgiven. The chains will be broken. They will be set free. We come in Jesus' name because that is the name above all names. May they be set free today in his name. Amen. You know, I know, I know that that prayer was good and that you were a part of that. But I want to take you to the next step because that's what we're all about here, right? So would you go to yournextstepnow.com? That's our website. And give us your email address. And we're going to give you our ebook. It's a prayer guide. This month, it's free. Know that it's free. It's not going to cost you. You just have to give me your email address. And then you and I can become prayer partners for the ministry. I need you to pray with me. Agree with me. Our world needs revival. We need you to become a prayer partner. This community needs you. So go to yournextstepnow.com, give us your email address, and get your free prayer guide ebook today. This has been Your Next Step, a ministry of the church next door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at the church next door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for your next step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. And it's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. 
Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast, an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY, 1-833-38-STORY, or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.